Hi folks, my name is Linda Emmett and welcome to Happiness is an Inside Job. We are the creators of our own reality, we create our own lives. Our mind is our biggest limit and it's our own beliefs, behaviours and habits constantly caught in those cycles that keep us trapped where we are and stand in the way of our own happiness. So throughout this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into some of those beliefs, habits and patterns, where they show up in your lives and what you can do to change them. Hi folks, and on this week's podcast, we are going to talk about the shadow self or otherwise known as the ego. What it is, why we dislike it so much and, you know, the pain it causes and the damage it can do to us sometimes and how to see a way through that and how to work with your your whole self. So the shadow self is... As you can even, it, it says it on the tin, the, the shadow selves, the shadows of ourselves. It's the parts of ourselves that we've exiled, we, you know, we've jumped or cast out. Our shadow selves are, are the parts of ourselves that we don't want to accept. The needy side of ourselves, the vulnerable side of ourselves, the angry or jealous side of ourselves. These are all are parts of our shadow selves depending on what we've cast out or exiled and we are a full spectrum of emotions and for us to feel at you know that we're a good person we can often exile out parts of ourselves that we don't like parts of ourselves that don't fit our self-image or our identity you know we don't want to believe we're a jealous person or we have rage so we exile these parts out or or stuff them down like at points for all of us we'll all feel jealous at times it's looking at what's behind the jealousy why are we feeling jealous it's we're often looking at what someone else has and we want to be some of that therefore we don't believe we already are this is some of what happens to us and causes some of some of the the turmoil that we can end up within and this is when we actually act more out of our ego because our ego is all our vulnerabilities and our insecurities our ego is the masks we wear and the roles we play so where do the 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 shadow self or the the ego actually come from and these are formed at a, a very, very young age, the ego and the, the shadow self. And they come from, you know, some come from from our caregivers. What is deemed acceptable and what's not acceptable. The conscious and the subconscious are taken in and learning how to survive, how to get loved, how for us to feel safe, how to us for us to be minded and be fed and all those primal needs that we have to survive. It's a primal instinctive experience and within that we're learning then what upsets our caregivers, what makes them happy, what makes them angry. We absorb our environment and we are conditioned by our environment to understand what is and what isn't okay 
what's acceptable and what's not acceptable, what's a good way of behaving and what's a bad way of behaving. And within that, we form a sense of what's right or wrong, what's a yes or no behaviour and how we need to adapt our behaviours to feel safe, to feel loved, to feel wanted. And from that, we learn to imprint in our identity what's permitted and what's not. And what's not permitted, what's not deemed okay, goes into the shadow self. It's it's buried. These are qualities about ourselves that, you know, we deem they, they don't fit in. So we suppress these parts and we adopt patterns and beliefs about ourselves. And because these are all natural parts to our makeup, to who we are, it stops us then feeling whole. It stops us then. And that's why in, in adult as adults, we, you know, we can feel that we're not whole, we're not good enough, we're not smart enough because subconsciously we know we're suppressing parts of ourselves. We're not fully shown up as who we truly are. We're not shown some of the emotions that we actually feel. We're conditioned to push a lot of those down, those that we deem bad, or unacceptable or that won't get us what we want won't get our needs met where our our shadow self is is formed also comes from what i know in coaching um when i was training was called evolutionary echoes or hereditary beliefs beliefs passed down through generations some of these are, are religious shadows, cultural shadows, you know, collective shadows. What is and what isn't deemed OK. Some of where we may see this show up is, you know, when as young, young children, babies and, and toddlers and yeah, young children, you know, as children, they touch particular parts of their body, parts we now call, you know, our, our private parts. And straight away, they're told to, to stop this behaviour. Don't do that. That's dirty. That's bold. With a lot of the time, no understanding as to why that's that's dirty, that's wrong or that's bold. So therefore, the child can start believing that those parts of themselves are dirty, bad or bold. And if the child isn't getting any understanding of why it's it's not OK to to sit and play with particular parts of your body when all they're doing is naturally exploring another part they found, like they found their ear or their foot last week. If children aren't getting the understanding as to why this is not okay, they can cast that part out and go, well, I can never do this again. So they just deem it bad. They deem touching those parts. So you can see as an adult where, or even as a teen, when they are then exploring those parts, which is extremely natural to us. It's, it's you know, it's a, it's a desire. It's a basic need. But they can then feel huge shame for going near those parts and think that they're, they're, they're bad, that they're wrong. So this is where some of it comes from. But coming from a religious or cultural beliefs, we can, you know, we're told very much what what isn't what isn't okay to to believe or to be. I know certainly as I was growing up. I mean, like if you even think of Mary Magdalene, who was cast out and stoned because she was deemed to be a promiscuous woman. If you're listening to religion every day in school and going to church, and you're told that if you're you're hearing that if you're promiscuous as a woman, you're cast out and you're stoned. 
you're therefore growing up thinking that's a terribly bad thing. And depending on how you deem what promiscuous is, is it flirty? Is it what is it? Again, you're exiling parts of yourself to fit into the mold that gets you accepted. That's okay. So a lot of these things that we end up casting out come from us wanting to, from as a child, our very survival getting our needs met or you know our basics our food water sleep then our our safety our love our belonging all of those things we learn what's okay and what's not not okay and then from society as a whole we also pick up evolutionary echoes hereditary beliefs social norms and all of this impacts and depending on what our own experiences have been these are where we learn to cast out parts of ourselves and then as adults we can question for years why we don't feel whole and why we don't deem ourselves good enough because we are just not accepting parts of ourselves and what we can tend to do as adults is wear masks never show up as as who we really are we've learned what's not what's not permitted now, sometimes we can project this onto, other, onto others and we, we end up having shadow selves that to us don't fit our self-image. We have them adapted as patterns and beliefs and they cause us to suppress a lot of emotions that we're naturally feeling. Things that we've been taught that are not okay. And as I said, we can then end up wearing wearing masks masks that have us showing up as who we believe is acceptable and the masks that we wear are to get approval and to get validation but none of that comes from the outside that comes from within but if we're not accepting particular parts of ourselves you're never going to feel that wholeness feel that self-love because there's parts of yourself that you've deemed not okay Masks that, that we then put on, they protect us from, from pain. We actually built them when we, when we were children as a coping mechanism to feel safe and to be accepted. Things like, you know, being nice, being helpful and not being needy. Not, not you know, not thwarting people for things you need. There's many, many um, masks we wear. Masks help us, you know, suppress and hide Parts of ourselves are emotions that we don't approve of. As I mentioned, anger, jealousy, vulnerability, rage, our sexuality. If we've learned that that's not okay, it's not okay to be who you are. You're, you're not accepted as who you are sexually. It's not accepted that you are sexual. We cast out those parts. And some of the, some of the masks that we can end up wearing, we have ourselves almost categorized with you know particular idea i'm i'm the i'm the helper i'm the real helpful one i'm the the carer i'm the pretty one i'm the strong one i'm the funny one i'm the polite one i'm the pleaser i'm the hard worker i'm the quiet one these are a number of the masks 
that we wear masks and you can even see by the term and you've probably all heard it yourselves you know oh she's the quiet one she's the funny one she's the this these are the identities that are put on us or we put on ourselves when that's not we are all parts we are all things we all have anger we all have jealousy we all have rage it's not about not having these emotions it's about a accepting them and b how we manage ourselves with those emotions and I remember hearing something a long time ago, and I've actually heard it in a book since one I'm listening to in the car at the mall again for the fourth time. But one of the things that he says now, a little bit hairy scary, if I'm honest, but one of the things that, that he says were in the book is, you know, what's the difference between someone who goes out and commits a murder and someone who never does, who never goes out and commits a murder? And he says it's anger management, emotional management, EI, emotional intelligence, intelligence, understanding and knowing your emotions and being able to manage them, understanding and knowing who you are and being able to manage that. And now like that, that's that's his opinion. And it's it's what he believes is, is the difference. And in ways I do, I do agree with him. I think we're all capable at points of doing, you know, vile things, terrible things, bad things, all of that. We have all parts within us. We have rage, we have anger, we have jealousy. What we do is we cast all these aside and they come out in different behaviours and we show up as as what we think is okay and therefore end up feeling quite resentful, upset and hurt if someone doesn't, you know, know who you really are or know what you really want when you never fully show up as yourselves anyway you show up with with the mask that you're wearing so with the the masks that we wear the the first and biggest step forward is looking at what mask you know you wear i certainly was the responsible one the the carer the minder the helper well, actually, that's probably four or five by many masks. And it's looking at if you took those masks off, if I wasn't the responsible one, what was I then? If I wasn't the carer, what was I then? If I wasn't responsible and caring and the pleaser and the sexy one, what what would happen? And for me, then nobody would want me. I wouldn't be needed. So for me, it wasn't safe to take those masks off. And that's what a lot of it boils down to with all of us. We don't feel safe showing up as who we really are. Because that's not safe. We won't be accepted. We won't be loved. We won't belong. When all the while wearing the masks is actually causing us to abandon ourselves because we're not showing up as as who we really are we're we're playing out these roles which are making us unhappy because we're scared we're scared if you know if i'm if i'm not the caring one if i don't if i'm not the taxi you know if i'm not the funny one the vibrant one well then people will go people will leave people won't want me and that's what lies behind it all but that is, it isn't the acceptance from other people that we're seeking. 
it's it's our acceptance within ourselves that it is okay and it is safe not to not to wear these masks and bearing in mind that this is not reality of your life today this is conditioning from possibly decades ago that was imprinted and you've just been behaving according to that since so the first step is looking at the masks that you wear and what is the fear behind it our core fears our primary one is safety that it's not safe for us to show up it's not okay for us to show up we won't get our needs met and then after that our one of our secondary ones is belonging we won't be accepted we won't be let in if we're not all of these things but again as i've mentioned it causes us to self-abandon it causes us not to be who we truly are, not to meet our own needs. If you're always the responsible one, who supports you? Who who has your back? Who minds you? Because it's not you. You're not showing up for yourself. It, it's not okay to you to seek support. I know 100% that's where I was and I see it show up quite a bit with clients. They're afraid to fall, afraid to let go, afraid to just be because if they fall, no one's strong enough to catch them because they are the strong one. They are the responsible one. That's all they know to be. That's the pattern they're in. That's just an identity or a mask we've taken on to be what we thought the world or our caregivers or society wanted us to be. And what it causes is us to exile the other parts, exile and orphan out those those needy parts, the parts of us that aren't responsible all the time, the parts of us that we deem weak, which tend to be our needs. And what happens is we won't ask them for what we need. We won't say, I need support. I need love. I need appreciation. I need respect because we're the strong one or we're the responsible one or we're the, the carer or wherever those roles are. So the very first step is looking at what your masks are, what your identities are, who you're showing up at. And then when you start seeing them, ask yourself the question, what if I'm not that? What if I'm not the, the pleaser, the pretty one, the strong one, the funny one, the loud one, the desirable one, the victim, the hard worker, whatever it is, if I'm not that, what will happen? And look at what the opposite of that is, because they're the things that we're afraid of. They're the things that we've exiled. They're the, the shadow self, the things we, we've pushed away. They're the parts of ourselves that we don't accept. And that's what's really creating the inner turmoil that we're in, because we don't feel safe to show up as ourselves. This ends up leaving us in conflict with ourselves, you know, disliking our, you know, the, the masks we wear, our persona or our ego. And every behaviour and every pattern we have came in to serve a positive purpose. The masks we wear or the, the ego we have, it, although it conceals who we really are, it showed up to be our protector. It showed up to protect us as children from not being loved, accepted, or feeling like we belonged. So it came in with a positive purpose. Now, although it is not serving that now, it's making, it's leaving us in conflict with ourselves and not feeling whole and 
possibly resentful of always having to be a certain way or act a certain way because you don't feel authentic. You don't feel yourself. And then you have that in the back of your mind. If they knew who I really was or how I really behaved, that one ran as a cycle in my head for, I God, I'd say about two decades. Do you know what I mean? It was really born of rubber in there for a long, long time. But these things came in. So it's not about disliking your ego or being angry at your ego. These are all parts of you. Your masks, everything, it's accepting them. It's seeing why they're there, what purpose they were serving. And then realizing that they're there from decades ago. You no longer need them. And it is safe to show up as you truly are. And not only safe, but the world needs you. There's only one of you. And you're already a, a winner and a warrior and an absolute champion. Like before you were even born, you beat 240 million sperm just to get onto this planet. That's amazing. That's who you are. Aside from a whole host of other wonderful, amazing things. So start doing the work on the masks and the shadows because you deserve to be who you truly are. And as I said, the world needs you. So that's it for me for this week, guys. I hope you've really enjoyed it and got some fabulous takeaways. And as always, I invite you to connect in with me across social media or check me out on my website, www.yourgifttoyou.com or email me, linda at yourgifttoyou.com, guys, because I'd love to hear from you and any topics you'd like for us to talk about or any more learnings that you want. And please remember, give me those reviews because it keeps the podcast getting out there to more people. So chat to you very soon, guys. Bye-bye.